Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor, KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's a reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We are going to do something about it. So let's dig in. Why don't we just jump right in and I want to hear your story because no one's story has been the same and I have quite a big burnout community. So it, I'm always interested because uh, even though everyone has similar stressors, there's a little different take on each one and how it affected them and then what happened next. Yeah. So, um, so my story um, is around um so I was uh, before um, before I became a mom um, to my two uh, two children. Um, I was working full time in London, so getting the train, commuting. Um, so quite a busy job, um, quite a full on job. Um, and then when I became mum um, to Owen, um, I was then juggling the, the two. So um, I did stay at home for a bit, but then I went back to work. Um, so I had um, helper, like hired help to look after Owen whilst juggling a full-time job as well. Um, and already it started to kind of build where um, I was at home had to rush in the morning, get Owen ready, run out the door, trying to get him to nursery. Then I'm running to back, then trying to get the train, like missing it or like literally falling onto the train. Um, And actually one example is when um, I was working and um, it makes me feel quite emotional thinking about it because I was like, oh my God, what were you doing? And I remember... I was then pregnant with Seren and I was about seven months pregnant and had a massive bump. And I remember running for the train and I fell onto the train and like, you know, like, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm carrying, I'm carrying my daughter. I'm trying to get home for my son. Like, you know, like trying to, and, and whilst, you know, like trying to be the best mum that I could be, trying to also be the best employer, employee I could be, you know, and not really feeling like I was doing a good job either, like feeling like failing generally. Like you're not even at hundred percent on either side. Yeah. No, not even, you know, not even touching the sides. And, you know, like obviously when I was, you know, with Owen, when I came back, when I was with Owen, I was with Owen, but you know, like, all you've still got, the job in the back of your mind as well and trying to juggle both and if he was sick and you know trying to be at home and trying to look after him and hiding in the toilet on the phone to like my client while he's banging on the door saying mummy 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 do you know I'm like you know um so like you know I feel emotional when I go back to that time because trying to juggle you know working like that and being a mum and And it came out in ways where I wasn't as patient with Owen or, you know, like I was distracted. I tried to be present, but I was distracted and feeling like exhausted and not playing with him, like, you know, like free playing, you know, and not really getting into the zone and just having a lot going on, you know, like just trying to manage it all. Can I I stop you there and ask you a question? Yeah. I feel like even when you had time to sit with him on the floor that you just you just couldn't get present. Like you were already thinking about something else or something work related. And even though you were free playing, your mind was elsewhere. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, not, not just thinking about my employed job, thinking about the house and for dinner and, you know, like all of the, the washing and I just need to put a wash on or, you know, like juggling everything. Like I was just, I was definitely, I was over my limit. And there were times where I was pushed right over and I lost my temper. And like looking back on it, I just think, oh my gosh, you know, like, it, it just it it breaks my heart to think about it but at the same time you know we're human beings and that there, there are going to be points where you are going to be pushed to your limits and over and that's really normal and if you don't have something to support you in your role as a mother um and if you're employed and if you're juggling all those different things like you don't have an outlet or you don't have that regular self-care then you're going to go over the edge. There's, there's, you know, and actually even now you probably, your best aim is probably 80%. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's never going to be a hundred percent because we're human beings. Right. Um, so, so, so I had my daughter um, and then we talked about me going uh, back to work after that, tried to get reduced days and they were like, no, it's not going to happen. So we had the conversation, my husband and I, so he's got quite a big job. And at the time he was traveling three weeks out of four. So he was away quite a lot as well. Um, so it was quite full on, like quite lonely at times, you know. Um, and um, and then we were like, okay, you focus on your job. I'll stay at home. I'll look after the kids. Um, and you know, that's, that's what we agreed. And actually looking back on it, I'm so grateful, even though at times I found it really bloody hard, like really, really hard, excuse my language, <laughs> but I'm so grateful I had that time. But now, so then, so then obviously then I was found my outlet. So my outlet um, was practicing yoga. Um, so practicing yoga regularly. So I have my one, one slot per week my Wednesday <laughs> and literally that slot got me through your face I, I know we're pulling the audio for this but your face is like bug-eyed excitement like <laughs> it just is pouring out and oozing this energy right now when you talk about that <laughs> so I knew like I knew if I can get to a Wednesday where I can go to yoga it's going to be fine it's going to be fine. And my in-laws very kindly, they used to take, so my son was in preschool, my in-laws took Seren. So every Wednesday morning, I knew that I was able to go to yoga and have my time. And honestly, Kelly, that is what, that, that is what, that was my savior, basically. And it pulled me back, reconnected with myself, had some me time, self-care, self-love, moving my body mindfully breathing being quite challenging at times but that was brilliant because I had a complete mind break you know like those complete mind breaks where you cannot think about anything else you are in that moment and you're moving your body and you're breathing and you're nourishing and you're caring for yourself that those moments that's when you you know refill your cup Yep. And I had that every week. And there was, I remember a couple of times, you know, where, you know, Owen or Sarah was poorly and I couldn't go. And of course, I'm going to look after my family. That's my priority. But that was, you know, personally. So I surrender. Obviously, 
I need to look after them. But for me, that's obviously hard because that was my, you know, that was my outlet. Um, so I knew yoga. That was my, that was my a quite pivotal point for me. And I did want to go back to work, but I knew that I couldn't work as I was before. Um, so I decided to train as a yoga teacher. Um, and I knew that, like, I knew that I could give the gift, the gift that yoga has given to me. I knew that I could give that gift to others. And if I could give that gift to others and make, you know, in, you know, enable human beings, men or women to feel that way and to get that time and to look after themselves in that way, then it was a, you know, a good way to use my energy um so so went on my teacher training course um four weeks it was it was tough it was really tough we got no pair looking after the children but it was an investment of time because I knew then that I could still look after the children teach and practice and that was a massive transformational week for me uh, four weeks for me because I really got to know myself a lot better um I knew how to look after myself and I knew that looking after myself, I could then look after others effectively. So look after my family, look after my children. Um, you think so, it helped also that you were doing something that you were passionate about? Because I see a lot of moms getting burnt out and they're just kind of on this hamster wheel. And when they contacted me, they're like, Kelly, I just, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm giving myself care. And, and I think some of the problem is they're either doing self-care that's not important to them. They're just doing it because other people do it or it's a quick fix and they're not doing something they're passionate about. Like it's bringing mm. them purpose. And meaning, like you said, that moment that you have, like, it's almost like a euphoria moment where like nothing else matters. No noise matters. You're not thinking about what you have to do on the way home from the gym or, or wherever, but that's, that's the hardest part. I feel like is finding that thing that you match with because you just want to do what other people want to do, especially in burnout. Right. We want yeah. it as easy as possible. And yeah. it's interesting. You're not the first person that told me that yoga was their savior because it just brought that peace back to yeah. their body and their mind just for a moment. Um, yeah. And it was a complete reset. Complete reset. And and now, if, like if I if I don't practice enough, I know it in my body. I know it in my mind. I know it in my emotions. I know it in I. I'm so self-aware now. Now I practice yoga regularly. I'm so truly connected to my body, to my mind, to my emotions. I know when I'm starting to, you know, to bubble, I get impatient. I'm not tuned in. I'm not as present as I would like to be. I, I feel, don't feel free enough to play or to tune into my inner child, you know, like, you know, when you really get in the, get in the play and you feel like a child again, like going and dumping on the trampoline or, you know, like doing something, playing Nerf gun with my son, you know, like doing something a bit crazy, <laughs> you know, and like really just like letting go, like being a kid again, like it's the best feeling ever, you know, like we were all young once and foot loose and fancy free and able to, you know, like just not think about external stuff and just have a nice time, you know? Yeah. Um, and and there's, there's actually, I forget his name, but he talks about the psychology of why kids are so resilient. And part of it is they let go because mm -hmm. they do things they enjoy constantly. Like if they want to do mm -hmm. something, they 
they go and do it. But when we want to go do something, we like come up with 15 excuses why we can't do it and then fill a bunch of other excuses to never get there. And so they talk yeah. about the resilience of children, um, that it really is all based around fun. Like the more yeah. fun you can have, the more resilient you can be and bounce back, which I makes sense. That. Exactly what you I said. love that. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think when, when it comes to mums, um, specifically, um, you know, there's a real, there's societal conditioning that when you become a mum, your priority is looking after your kids and you've got to manage all the other jobs that you've got to do. If you're working, nutrition, you know, playtime, development, the house, washing, you know, and it's not like that in every family, like I know that, but there is a certain amount of societal conditioning to say, okay, this is your load you're a mom, this is everything else that you've got to do. Okay, now try and juggle it. <laughs> now try and juggle it. Oh, oh, and maybe, maybe think about yourself. Oh, no, no, you're too busy. You're too busy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, we don't, as mothers, we don't always feel like we deserve time for ourselves. It's like everyone else first, which is, you know, what we feel we should do you know naturally it's our nature to care for our children and care for others around us that's that's our maternal instinct but actually the reality is is we need to look after ourselves so that we can effectively look after our families so it's so important it's not for me I say it all the time it's not selfish it's me too you know we all need to look after ourselves um, and, and managing when you like when I'm in a zone where I'm looking after myself better, it helps me to manage anxiety, to manage overwhelm, like because you can really get overwhelmed. You know what it's like being a mom, like all these things to think about, to remember, you know, oh, there's a football match on Wednesday. I need to make sure that Owen takes his kit and, you know, Seren's got a show. I need to order her uniform for it. You know, like there's so many things that we need to remember by this certain day. But when I'm in a state of overwhelm and I've got too much on, I just, you know, it just, I, I find it really challenging, you know, and I, if I look after myself better and I have me time, time to be quiet, practice yoga, be mindful, practice my headspace the clarity in my mind is is just it's much better much much better I'm much clearer I'm much more focused and much I'm a more effective human being like I'm a more effective mother when I look after myself and and I know that and I don't mind admitting that and I'm not ashamed of that and I think I think mothers find it hard to accept that they need to look after themselves and that it is actually really important. Yeah, it's that it's that mom guilt. I even had that when I started working okay. in the morning. Um, we had, you know, my my spouse is home. He's getting ready for work, but I could get up really early and go to the gym. I had to leave the house because if I stayed in the house, I would do house things, or a kid would get up and then I would take care of them, and I wasn't getting this commitment of of self care done. So I left the gym, and there is a sense of mom guilt, and I still have mom guilt today but I, everything is taken care of at home. You know, the things are laid out the night before. And it's, it's like you said, it's like breaking the social norm that I need to be here all the time and take care of all the things. 
when there is support available. And the, the one thing that people said over and over again, when I had my severe burnout and I was in recovery was, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you ask for help? And it's because we think we have to do everything. We have to juggle it. This was what put in my hands. So now I need to be the juggler. And what they don't realize is there's people to teach you how to juggle. There's people to help you balance. There's people to take one of those juggle balls away or at least for a moment so you can reset yourself. Um, but that's yeah. out of work, um, you know, personal friends, family. That was the number one um, support comment I got was, why didn't you say something? Yeah, yeah. And and I, I do agree. Like, I think, I think, I think there's a, an element of, of shame, you know, like attached to it. Like you feel like, why can't I do this? Why can't I manage everything that's on my plate? I should be able to do this. I should be able to, you know, to remember everything, to manage everything and to look after myself. I should be able, why can't I, why can't I do this? But it's, I mean, it's, it's just, it's unreasonable to think that one human being can take care of all of that and not take and not have time for themselves to get some headspace and reset. And, you know, for me, it's fundamental. It's fundamental that we take time to look after ourselves and have some headspace. And, and actually it's not just for us as human beings, we're setting an example for our families. You know, I'm setting an example for, for my children to say, you need to look after yourself as well as everything else that you do. You need to do that. You know, I want them to, you know, learn that I am here, but also in order for me to be the best mum that I can be, I need to look after myself as well. So you're teaching, you know, your children compassion as well, like an understanding and communicating, you know, and, you know, I've had times, oh, you know, why are you going to yoga again? Why are you going? And I'd be like, I need to go to yoga for a bit of time out and so I can be a better mom and I can be patient and be with you and be present and engage. And, you know, I said, you know, I, that, that's, that's what I kind of keep going back to the reason I go and I'm not there, you know, I'm only there, you know, like <laughs> practicing, you know, a few times a week, but, you know, they need to know that it's important um, for me to be, looking after myself so that I can look after them. And actually I was having a chat with Owen the other day, we were sitting together and um, we were talking about, you know, my, my work with the mothers that I'm working with. And um, he was like, Oh, you know, they, they're saying about patients a lot, aren't they? You know, like the mum, cause I say in my group, I say, what's the one wish that you, you know, that I could grant you. And a lot of the time it is to be more patient. He's like, Oh, a lot of mums feel like that. And we talked about, I said, oh, do you remember when I was not very patient, you know, when I didn't go to yoga? He was like, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> like, oh, I thought he would have forgot. <laughs> right through the heart. But actually, you know, like for, for him to recognize, you know, like what I was like then to what I'm like now. So I'm much more, you know, like because I look after myself, I'm much more tuned in. I know my triggers. I know when I'm starting to boil and I know what to do to kind of bring myself back so that I don't completely lose my head. And like I said at the beginning, 80%, that's all we're aiming for because we are human beings and it doesn't always work. But if you can get to a point where you 
can manage it the majority of the time, then you're in a much better place, much, much better place. And everyone is a lot happier and a lot calmer. And actually by me using my breath work, like, so if it gets a bit tense, like, brush your teeth, you know, like for the 10th time, put your shoes on, where's your snack? You know, like, Oh my gosh, you've only just got your pants on. (laughs) You know, like I've asked you to get dressed 10 times, just get your pants on. You know, in those moments, I know that if I lose my noodle, I call it noodle temper, it's just going to get a whole lot worse. Do you know what I mean? So my daughter can see me breathing deeply. So she's learning that for me to manage how I'm feeling, I'm like... <laughs> you know, so when she's feeling like that, we talk about breath work and Owen as well. So, you know, teaching them to manage how they're feeling and talking about emotions and how using the tools to, you know, for them to not, you know, lose their temper just like that, um, for them to kind of work with their triggers and their feelings. Um, so the self-care is, you know, it's for me, it's benefiting them you know, and then they're learning as well. So, you know, like me, a mum, you know, pre-yoga, pre-mindfulness to me now, I honestly, I do feel like a different person. Like I feel like a different kind of mum, you know, and I feel, I feel confident in knowing that I can manage situations now, majority of the time, you know, we're human Um, and knowing that the relationship that we have now, it will help us manage stuff that's going to come because, you know, Owen's going to be a teenager next year and we're dealing with hormones and, you know, like things like that. Um, so, you know, so yeah, so it's, yeah, I could just, I could talk for hours about it. (laughs) No, no, I love, I love those easy stop points too, is, you know, it's good to do the self-care routines, but then those stop points in the moment of the event are important because either breath work, um, stepping outside to do the breath work is even better because you get all that sensory input to just calm you like mother nature will exchange energies with you type of thing. But those stop points are important because you're basically taking your brain out of that, like survivorship threat mode. Like that's why you're responding that way is this, this kid is a threat to me right now. (laughs) You know, you you fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a chance, right? We all know them not getting their pants on them, like not getting their shoes on for the 15th time and throwing the shoes around the house. And now they want to get their shoes on. They can't find their shoes. We all know it's not the shoes. We know it's because your cup has been poured over and you didn't, you didn't do a stop point. Um, and unfortunately they get the backlash of it. And, and this morning, even, you know, I knew we were going to record this. So we were a little bit like a little more like, um, on point and you could see the kid's reaction. Like, it's almost like they almost sense the chaos And from a kid's point of view, um, I can't imagine what we're basically training them to do that, you know, when you leave, when you transition, when you have to um, even just uh, move from like dinner to bedtime, like that, that's always going to be a sense of chaos. That's what we're training them to do, essentially. So I love the stop points because you're basically catching yourself from almost training them in the same behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you do recognize, you know, like behaviors, like when I was losing my temper, I was started to see it in Owen with Sarah and Owen's older, you know, like he would snap, you know, and she would, you know, like 
get into his stuff or you know like get involved and he would snap at her and I'd be like oh my gosh I'm looking at him going that's me he's learned that from me so then when I started working on my own stuff and then working with him saying okay let's think about this from her point of view what's she trying to do take a deep breath that's how you're feeling let's talk about this so you know like seeing the behaviors in them it kind of is more of a why, you know, like adds to your why, like, why am I doing this? Why is it important that I look after myself and I manage myself so that I can be more patient and then I'm teaching them the same thing. So, you know, so it's kind of a, it's all encompasses the whole family, the whole unit. And actually my husband as well, he's, he's, you know, worked on him over the years too. (laughs) And if you think about it, we as mothers, we want to keep them safe. We want to feed them healthy things. We want them to do well in school. And we're missing this whole behavior piece of what they see, right? Monkey see, monkey do. So um, we have a lot of control in that. Um, But like you said, you can't fake it. So because eventually you will go over your your limit. So I have I haven't at least learned how to fake it. Um, you know, I was the boil over person as well. So what what is, type of programs do you mix in with your yoga for um, mom burnout? Um, so so my kind of my four focus areas are um, self-care. So working with mothers to implement a regular manageable self-care routine so even if it's like five minutes of space a day breathing practicing practicing breath work every day even you know like around the house if you're doing something brushing your teeth just you know just being mindful being in that moment um so really working on the self-care element um working on mindset thinking about why like why am i doing this why am i looking after myself if I look after myself, how is that going to impact my family and really working with mothers on the importance of it. And also looking at, you know, like getting rid of that guilt, you know, that feeling of guilt. And that's a lot of mindset work, um, working on, it's not selfish. It's me too. So a lot of mindset work around that. So establishing that really healthy self-care routine, looking at nutrition as well, like feeding yourself properly, um, hydrating, um, cause even that can really affect our mood, affect our patients levels. You know, when we're really hungry and you get that hanger, you know, have you heard of hanger? Yeah. <laughs> hanger, anger, you know, like that's a massive factor, you know, and as mothers, we're so busy going from here, there and everywhere. I'm like, Oh my gosh, have I eaten? And you know, that's a massive factor. So, so really encompassing physical, mental emotional nutritional care um so that's one of my shifts um and then going into working on um patients levels um working on triggers and what are my personal triggers so what's going to set me off um and being aware of that because once you're aware of those triggers you can a try and manage them yourself before they start to arise like we know about putting your shoes on or brushing your teeth. (laughs) So giving yourself more time in those situations, for example, taking those deep breaths Um, and then um, communicating triggers as well. So my, my daughter really knows that lateness is a massive trigger of mine. So we can work together on that, you know, like managing that. Um, So yeah, so patience is a massive, massive part of that. 
and communicating with your child and you know for them to know that it's okay to lose your patience but let's have a look at why you've lost your patience what are your triggers so I know my son has triggers I know my daughter has triggers so becoming like really self-aware on on you know kind of what's gonna what's gonna push you over the edge um learning about how to deal with like high pressured situations sibling management sibling rivalry if you have more than one child um you need a lot of patience to to manage that (laughs) you know I asked a question to a mom I said is there a difference of like two kids versus three kids versus four kids versus six I feel like you know because we have three so I was like did we just not do non number where like two people just can't play by themselves you know all three have to play and that's usually the mess and she said no she's she had four kids she's like I have an even number they still fight they just yeah. fight all the time yeah and actually you know and in a way there's mindset work around that because you know like siblings need to do that because they're in a safe environment at home to practice you know like um, practice managing feelings and negotiating and all of that stuff because it's a safe environment because they know they're going to be their sibling that they they're not going to turn around and say well I'm not going to be your best friend because you said that to me they're not going to do that you know they're going to have their thing spat and then get over it so you know there's a mindset work around sibling management helping them to negotiate and be kind and be patient and all of that good stuff but also being allowing them to be siblings and allowing them to have those moments because they need that as part of their development, right? For the, for the, you know, for the outside world, you know, when they're mixing with children that aren't their siblings. Um, So yeah, so there's mindset work around that too. Um, And then my next shift is managing being present. Um, So really being, you know, when you're in that moment with your child, um, being present in that moment. So not having tech around, not having external, um, external noise going on. Um, and that can't always happen because we have jobs. We, um, we need to manage the house. We need to put the dinner on, we need to do washing. So working, communicating like with your child. So I work with mothers to help communicate with their children to say, okay, I need to put the dinner on in half an hour so that we can eat on time. I've got space. Let's play, you know, like, so really managing it. Cause otherwise if you don't say that and there is an opportunity, miss it. You know, they're going to come in when you're serving up the dinner. Oh, can we do this coloring right now? And you're like, Oh my God, the dinner's on. You need to eat. We need to do a bath. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So, you know, so kind of being a bit more planful around that um, to, to help be as present, as present as you can be, you know, Um, And also being working with mums to being present with themselves, like sitting with themselves and working out, you know, what they can do to nourish themselves, to refill their cup. Obviously, yoga, being mindful, um, you know, like having time for themselves and just sitting, like just being with themselves, like having that those moments of being present, you know, being present alone. Um, and knowing the body and really tuning in so that's really important and um, so working with mums to do that too um, and then playtime playtime is so important um, so you know that's another shift that I'm working with mothers to do because you know there's for some some women some mothers and um, you know fathers as well 
you know, like maybe they weren't played with as children or maybe it was a different kind of play or, you know, like it was, it's a different world now, you know, there are different things going on. We've got technology, we've got, you know, like other influences. Um, So maybe thinking about what it was like for you as a child, like for me, I, I'm really bad at doing messy play, for example, like getting out the slime or getting the paint out. But, you know, the kids love it. They love getting it all out, you know, and gluing and all of that stuff. And that's definitely something that I have to work on. So that's mindset, like letting it go. Like, what's the big deal if they do get paint out and, you know, we make a bit of a mess and, you know, like, am I going to look back in 10 years time and think, oh, do you remember that mess they made? No, right. I'm not. I'm not going to. Do you know what I mean? Like. And that's you know, one, one feedback that I always got at work was, you know, cherish these times. They're only little for so long. And then I would say, ask them, like, what part did they miss the most now that they're in teenage stage, like running them around and and um, the drama that goes with teenagers. Yeah. And they said just that, like, creative play. Like, you can make up anything, imagine anything. And they don't think it's stupid. They think it's, like, the best thing in the world that you got, you're just doing that play, that imaginative play. And um yeah, the, that you hit it on the note. Like it's, it comes up when I'm making dinner or something like that. And you, you kind of like see it as a chaotic moment instead of like, that's the moment they're talking about that is going to disappear eventually. Um, so you need to yeah. absorb it and, t- and take it in. So like you said, you're not going to remember making dinner. You're going to remember that time where you flew around the house with cardboard wings or, or what. Yeah. 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 To- it's to- that gives me shivers. Like thinking about that, you you know, it's so, it's so important to have have those memories those imprints in your heart because at some point you're right they're going to be teenagers they're going to be adults and they're not going to want to play like that you know so when Owen says now can we have a Nerf gun fight I have to check myself I'm like yes sometimes (laughs) I do take a deep breath (laughs) I have to confess I do but you know before I would say no, I'm too tired or can we do it later? Or I have something to do, like I've got to put a wash on. But now I'm like, no, if he asks me, I'm going to do my best to say yes. Because in a couple of years time, the thought of doing a Nerf gun fight with your mother is not going to (laughs) happen. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's not going to want to do it, you know? So make it a bit, you do have to be in the right place to feel able to do that. And that's when it comes back to self-care and, you know, looking after yourself and being in that space that allows you to be free to say yes, to play and engage and be present. So, you know, it's a whole piece of work that is to be done. And also to have in your mind when your children are older, you know, how they're going to remember how they felt in that situation like we are going to remember how we felt in that situation when we remember that in our hearts we're going to remember the emotion and how we felt and that's what they're going to remember as they grow that's what they're going to remember you know they're not going to remember oh do you remember that lovely dinner that mum made or or wasn't she good at doing the washing and making sure I had a clean shirt every day (laughs) they're not going to say that (laughs) They're not, they're not going to say that, you know, and they shouldn't be saying that. It's about, you know, how we interact and how we feel and how we enjoy. We should be enjoying our families, you know? It's like you say, it's such a short period of time. We should be enjoying our families. And that's that's my mission. My mission is 
to allow mothers to enjoy their families, to look after themselves, they can enjoy their families in this period because it's so it's so incredibly precious. We just got to make we've got to make the most of it. Yeah. And I think it's important to note too, when people start on this journey is it doesn't change overnight. Um, I mean, I'm about uh, nine months after my severe collapse of burnout and I still have to remind myself to turn it, turn my brain off and be in the moment. Or, you know, like you said, I'm on, I'm on a phone call and there's a sick kid home or something. It's, it's time to reschedule that call or call it short and say, what do you need now? And we can reschedule the rest later because yeah. Um, yeah. I missed out on all that for six years. I missed out on, you know, the infancy, the toddler stuff, because I was always somewhere else um, or trying to do something in the household that probably could have waited. So the interesting thing though, when I was writing about your programs is about like 80% of those items is what I do in my leadership coaching. And what I've been to classes about emotional intelligence, that stuff goes into it, the triggers, the, um, the self-awareness pieces, the social awareness, um, you know, the, the communication of what you do after you blow up those type of things. And so like, it's interesting that, you know, your, your program's based around moms, but this is just, I think being a human, (laughs) you know, yeah, this to your marriage, you can apply it to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. You know, like stuff happens, you know, stuff happens. It's how we deal with it. You know, like the other day, something happened with Owen. He raised his voice at me. I lost my temper with him. I went down, got a drink, came back up. And I said, I'm really sorry, Owen. I I did lose my temper. And he said, I'm sorry, I shouted at you. You know, like, so we're in a space now where we can reflect and it doesn't last long. Like it's, you know, if something does happen, remember what I said about 80%, that's our aim, but we're human beings and it's stuff like this, but it's how you deal with that. And the, the other thing I'd like to add, Kelly, is, you know, mum's listening to this. It's never too late. It's never too late. Even if your child is, you know, coming out of there, you know, coming 10, 11, 12, it's never too late there's always time to bring it back and to make those changes, to make those connections and to enjoy your family. You cannot recover from burnout with prescriptions, procedures, or surgery. Come join a holistic community that specializes in burnout to begin your recovery. Each month for only $10, get a specialist lecture, worksheets, and action planning delivered right to your email. Take it from a burnout survivor when I say, your recovery begins with just one action step. Burnout is a confusing and lonely journey. I want you to know you're not alone. I hope to see you here again for more recovery tips and education. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your family and friends. If no one shared the word burnout with me, I don't know where I would be today.